The Business of Biotech is produced by Life Science Connect and its community of learning, solving, and sourcing resources for biopharma decision makers. If you're working on biologics process development and manufacturing challenges, you need to swing by bioprocessonline.com. If you're trying to stay ahead of the cell or gene therapy curve, visit cellandgene.com. When it's time to map out your clinical course, let clinicalleader.com help. And if optimizing outsourcing decisions is what you're after, check out outsourcepharma.com. We're Life Science Connect, and we're here to help. Dr. Roman Mikol is co-founder, president, CEO, and director at Combined Therapeutics, and his academic accolades read like alphabet soup. MD, MPH, PhD, MBA, LLM, and we'll throw in ADVAC just for good measure. I'm Matt Pillar. This is the Business of Biotech. And on today's episode, we're getting to know Roman a bit, follow his biotech odyssey, and we'll learn about the work he's doing to lead combined therapeutics through the white hot mRNA vaccine and therapeutic space. Dr. Mikol, welcome to the show and thanks for joining us. Hello, uh, Matt. Thank you very much. Uh, it's nice to speak with you today. Thank you again. Oh, it's great to speak with you too. And I, and I make this sort of joke about the, your 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 academic accolades reading like uh, alphabet soup, but but it's a joke that I mean in a good hearted manner. I tell my kids all the time, Romain. I I tell them all the time, academic achievement and accolades equate to optionality. You know, like they give you optionality further down the road in life. So I'm curious. I want to start there because I'm curious about like whether you were uh, whether you considered yourself a, a a degree and accolade collector, or if you were looking for, <laughs> or if you were looking for optionality, or if there was a method to your you know your, your I guess your academic strategy. Yeah, I, I think there is certainly a, a, a some strategy in that in that academic. Uh, uh, but I'm I'm passionate, and I guess um, I started with my with my medical degree uh, and specialization in infectious diseases, and I think the PhD bring you a, a, a lot of uh, of serious in terms of science when you want to manage a, a biotech company. And yes, and the optionality to learn about uh, uh, finance during the, the MBA is also a, a great tool to raise capital and manage also safely your company uh, uh, with, with different finance and planning tool. And I think a degree that was very, very nice and helped me a lot to manage combined therapeutics. It was the LLM at the London School of Economics to better understand intellectual property. It's a, it's a very, very interesting uh, area to learn when you yes. want to manage a business in the biotech field. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um I'm I'm curious about your uh, the transition from from academia and and practicing medicine to uh, the business side of biotechnology. What what was your first foray into? Like you said, that LLM, LLM degree, you know, benefited the MBA, sort of set you up in, in some ways from an academic perspective for uh, biotech business leadership. What what was the uh, I guess motivation to move away from academia and practicing medicine into the business side? Yeah, so so I had a transition in in um, in a pharma company to learn about pharma company and uh, and how to manage how to participate to R and D program and then integrating the business development unit of that company and that uh, and, and and the transition 
uh, I made was particularly also to learn working at the international level, and I had the opportunity to learn to to work and and learn from from uh, 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 different countries such as USA, India, and China, and and, and then I think. I I got really the, the the passion and the entrepreneurship to develop my own companies with with a particular uh, particularly very great co-founders. What was the uh, the hardest part about that transition, moving from, you know, sort of an academic approach to medicine to to the business part? Well, I, uh, you know, I, I I think the the other the hardest part was really to to stop practice, practicing medicine and, and and seeing patients because that's something i love uh and and but then you know it's it's a second life new 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 uh, new challenges and that's very exciting too yeah yeah um wh- what were some of the things like for if you were going to advise uh people who are sort of in that same position right like transitioning from academic careers or practicing careers into the business side what what advice would you give them in terms of making that adaptation uh, one, one of the from my view and my personal view uh, one of the most important uh, uh, advice would be to to keep to keep your passion to, to keep your passion to keep your wish to bring to the patient better treatment to improve their quality of life. And that's something uh, uh, that drive uh, my, my personal development when I was practicing in hospital. And I kept that same goal in terms of achievement for others when I started combined therapeutics, is to bring to population uh, a better vaccine, to bring to cancer patient better immunotherapy to treat their cancer. And that's what I, I, has uh, driven uh, my, my um, excitation to start a, a new business. Yeah. And I think when, 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 you, when you keep as the main objective to bring, to bring better medicines to the patient, uh, to the population, you you always federate uh, 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 investors and and key people to work with you. Yeah, it's uh, and and I'm going to ask you some questions about the the formation of Combined here in just a minute. But mm-hmm. w- one more stop on your career journey that I want to dig into a little bit. Um, like I like I said from the outset, like I wondered if this you know the, this uh, unique mix of degrees was strategic. Another stop on your career journey that I wonder if it was strategic was while you were at Transgene. You were there from 2010 to 2015, and you made the move from inter- international scientific program manager to director of business development. And when you yeah. look at that, I mean, when you look at that on paper, you're like, wow, that's quite, quite a switch. So, so tell me about why you made that move into biz dev and how it, how it helped you. That, that, that's yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was a, a very great opportunity uh, for, from, from the company. And for me that the company gave me to transition from a scientific and R and D position to a BD marketing activities and position. But it it was it was very very helpful for me to understand how for my future business, by the way, 
how the, the R&D transition to a, to a BD, to a product development, because that's not the same, absolutely not the same work. And mm -hmm. that's not the same challenges. So, so it was it was very very exciting to to transition from science to the marketing and the business, and, yeah. and that, that experience was was very important for me uh, uh, to to better start combined therapeutics in 2016. Yeah, I, I can only imagine that when you started combined therapeutics, coming into it with sort of that whole brained uh, approach. Uh, is an advantage. I think there are a lot of scientific founders who who may lack some of that, you know, market facing kind of business experience. So I can see where that would be yeah. advantageous. So maybe maybe the takeaway is for the you know the, the scientific listeners among our audience to consider a, a BD role at least for a little while to gain gain that experience. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's very powerful. Yeah. Um, all right. So combined, tell us, uh, tell us the origin story. How did you come to co-found this company uh, with, with Robert Langer and, and Dan Anderson back in 2016? Yeah. So the, 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 the story of, of Command Therapeutics in 2016 was to potentially, because it was really a vision at that time uh, without any scientific proof of concept to offer potentially to the patient some uh, therapeutic mRNA that will announce, I don't want to enter too much in the scientific detail, but that will announce some uh, uh, viral therapy. You know, viral therapy is like a virus that attacks the tumor. And we, at that time, we, we were expecting, hoping to develop therapeutic mRNA to announce the virus that will attack the cancer, to have better viral therapy and immunotherapy products uh, uh, to treat cancer patients. That's the story of combined therapeutics. And we, we achieved uh, uh, in 2019 great proof of concept. And, and then the company, because that's the business also of any biotech company to, to potentially evolve and 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 show and change their their objectives um we we the i decided as ceo of combined therapeutics to ap to apply what we learn from viral therapy and cancer to potentially develop better mrna vaccine and, and then the, the 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 company has changed uh, the board has 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 has, has been uh, um uh got some new board member and we decided to to launch an activity around mRNA vaccine. And we what we learned, sorry, I'm repeating myself, what we learned from the cancer treatment for virotherapy, oncolytic virus, has been applied a, a similar approach to the vaccine. It's totally two different worlds. There is no connection. But when you success in one domain, mm -hmm. and particularly in an emerging biotech, and you believe that your team will, will accomplish a similar level of success in another field that is completely booming, and that's the mRNA vaccine in 2020 with the COVID-19 pandemic, you have to try when you are CEO. And it's what we try at Command Therapeutics, and the team has successfully developed a new generation of mRNA vaccine for infectious disease and for cancer. And we are uh, now moving from preclinical development to clinical development next year. Yeah, that. But just to just to clarify, I want to make sure that I'm tracking correctly here. The your your mRNA work began pre 
uh, COVID pandemic, correct? Yeah, pre-COVID, pandemic, pre-COVID pandemic. treat cancer with immunotherapy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there are a lot of a lot of startup companies that jumped on the mRNA bandwagon post-COVID pandemic for obvious reasons we don't get, need to get into. So, you know, throw, throwing your mind back in time, pre, pre-COVID pandemic, uh, give us a little more light, shed a little more light on why at that time before. I mean, obviously, every, you know, we know mRNA therapeutics and vaccines were in development for a long time before the pandemic, and that just really showing a bright spotlight on that space. Um, but why uh, was mRNA your platform of choice at that time, uh, even, even before it began to prove itself in a meaningful way in, uh, in the COVID era? So, uh, okay. so why we choose the mRNA platform in 2016? That's your question. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, you, you, you simplified my, you made, <laughs> you simplified my question, but that's the heart of it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you, you know, uh, I mean, we know that nucleic acid uh, therapies uh, uh, are, are a very versatile platform, and a lot of companies since a few decades try to to work on DNA. Uh, the the but but DNA technology has some has some main challenge in terms of in terms of manufacturing stability. Uh, 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 and, and in terms also on potential integration in your genome. So some companies in, in the early 20s and then in 2010 with, with Moderna, BioNTech, Translate Bio has developed the mRNA and has, has applied the, the, the knowledge the scientist has developed on DNA to the mRNA with the particularity of the mRNA, of course. And and the, the reason is mRNA are, are much more easier to produce and 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 it's changed everything. And certainly in terms of uh, um, integration to your genome, there is much less risk with mRNA compared to DNA. So for safety, efficacy, manufacturing purpose. The, the mRNA in terms of in, in, in the umbrella of nucleic acid therapy was really the technology uh, very attractive to, to, to develop. And, and that technology can also answer cancer treatment and vaccine. So it, it has a huge versatility. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason I think the, the, the mRNA technology is, is, is a huge success today. Even there is room for improvement, as always, in medicine. Uh, That's a great technology. Therapies based on messenger RNA offer many manufacturing advantages over traditional biologics, including cost, speed, and flexibility. On the Business of Biotech podcast, we delve into all things related to mRNA manufacturing, from making mRNA vaccines to their scale-up, regulatory approval, and more. The pod is brought to you in collaboration with Cytiva, a global provider of technologies and services that advance and accelerate the development, manufacture, and delivery of therapeutics, including mRNA production and manufacturing. Check out their resources at Cytiva.com backslash Emerging Biotech. That's C-Y-T-I-V-A.com backslash Emerging Biotech. 
it occurs to me that uh, a company that was playing in the space, doing good work and, and development in this space prior to the, the the COVID pandemic, and as I said, sort of the onslaught of of follow on companies adopting mRNA as a platform. I mean, there are hundreds now. There are hundreds globally of of emerging companies that are are working on mRNA therapeutic and vaccine development. So I, I imagine from your perspective, there had to come a point there where you went, you know, be, being sort of a, a veteran in the space, right? Like a, a, a company that had been playing in the space for quite some time. There had to come a point where you're like, you know, oh boy, oh boy, here we go. Here comes the competition. Here comes the crowd. Here comes, and, and I say competition, not just from a therapeutic standpoint, but from a, you know, fundraising standpoint and from a yeah. noise, noise in the marketplace standpoint. So what, what were your, what are your thoughts there? Like when you saw this space balloon the way that it has? Yeah. I mean, co- competition is good. I think it's, it's something that, that push you to, to 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 develop and and to assess your 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 own uh, um, um, challenges. So I, I think it's 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 a good thing to have competition. Uh, yes, I guess in terms of fundraising, it's certainly diluting the the potential capacity to raise cash. But you know, at the end of the story, uh, um, sophisticated investor. In, in invest uh, according to the portfolio they have. They try to de- de- risk to diversify their portfolio. So when you have the good technology, when you that means you have generated uh, good science and you have also a strong IP position. It's where the compet- some competitor can can uh, lose the race. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit more about that. The, I, I guess, competitive differentiation uh, at, at combined. Uh, what, what are you doing to distinguish yourself in, in this crowd? <laughs> so, uh, so we we we, we have developed a, a, a unique technology at Combined Therapeutics because you know a, a messenger RNA. To to simplify the discussion, the messenger RNA. Uh, is delivery is delivered with with uh, lipid nanoparticles, and today, what we believe at Combined Therapeutics is the need to develop better vaccine based on an improved biodistribution and also based on an higher potency compared to the current mRNA vaccine, both for infectious disease and cancer. To answer the better biodistribution profile, there is two. I would say two different approaches. The first one is to work on the excipient. That's the lipid nanoparticle that protect the mRNA. That's mm-hmm. a, a lot of, of uh, CDMO are trying to uh, uh, optimize or improve their lipid nanoparticle. That's not what we are doing at Combine. At Combine, we are modifying the mRNA to allow the mRNA or to instruct the mRNA to produce the vaccine in some part of the body, and by by definition, the muscle at the site of injection, and to inhibit the mRNA translation or the vaccine production in your peripheric organ. So so currently, the the mRNA vaccine has a broad biodistribution, 
uh, it's publicly available information. And our technology is focusing purely on the mRNA vaccine part, on the modification of the mRNA sequence. And we have a strong IP position on that technology. It's where we are blocking competitors to enter in, in that domain of, of technology. What does that uh, what, what does that mean in terms of the, 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 the delivery vehicle? So are you saying your technology requires no LNP or doesn't require a... a no, 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 no. Our, our, our technology uh, requires LNP or our technology, I would say, can, can be used by any delivery particle. Okay. Lipid, polymer, whatever you want to use or, or, or to, to, to use as a delivery vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are, are you... Are are you tackling or facing? I mean, you mentioned that you know a lot, a lot of that is available in the outsourcing community. I mean, just the other day, I, I interviewed a company that uh, a company that's solely dedicated to the development of delivery vehicles for uh, uh, nucleic acid therapeutics. They're, they're at the, at present. I mean, they've built a company on that, and they don't even have a, a you know a therapeutic um, molecule just yet. Yeah, it, it, it's you know the the the, the companies that uh, uh, develop new lipid nanoparticles to improve the biodistribution are not necessary. We are not seeing those companies as competitors of combined sure. therapeutics. They are, they are complementary approach. Yeah. And, and potentially, if you want to reach almost 99% of biodistribution success, you may want to combine new lipid and an, a, a great, uh, a more sophisticated mRNA uh, technology. And that's our vision, by the way, at Combined Therapeutics. We are working with our own mRNA technology, but we are also assessing the new lipid generation because we believe that together they will bring much more safer and uh, 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 with higher efficacy vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how, how are you doing on time, Dr. Mikol? Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. I think Good. we can have a... Yeah, uh, a uh, last or two last question? Sure. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, what? Uh, g- give us an update if you if you can on on the pipeline effort at Combined. You know, uh, w- where are you in terms of your lead candidate and and any follow ons? Yeah. So absolutely. So uh, we 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 have a pipeline of infectious disease vaccine and cancer vaccine. The good news for the company is we reached uh, uh, two months ago uh, a very important milestone in terms of R&D and product development. That's the selection of our lead platform. Uh, that means we have selected the, the mRNA platform that will uh, better biodistribute the vac- any vaccine, infectious disease and cancer, and also a molecular adjuvant to improve uh, the potency of of the vaccine. So, in in terms of pipeline, we are uh, very pleased to start the manufacturing of our first lead candidates uh, early next year, between the end of this year and early next year. And and we have a pipeline uh, including infectious disease vaccine uh, and cancer vaccine. Uh, uh, with or without molecular molecular adjuvant to improve uh, their their efficacy. Very good. What um, the, as you head into manufacturing, there you mentioned from the outset that mRNA presents some unique manufacturing challenges that your technology seeks to overcome. What what challenges remain 
for for you? Like, what what do you see as you know potential uh, risk factors in the manufacturing process that still need to be overcome? Yeah, that, that's that's a very uh, a good question. I, I think the landscape is changing rapidly. Uh, probably you would ask me the question two or three years ago: What will be the challenge of the manufacturing? And I may have answered the access to a great CDMO. And currently, the CDMO, I think, I mean, it's, it's what you can, you can read in, in, in different journals. The CDMO are, are facing a, a, a decrease in terms of, of the demand because the, the, the vaccine, the, the current mRNA vaccine has, are less used post pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, than during the pandemic. So now the, I would say the, the challenge is, is really to done select with the with your own risk factors depending to your company the the best uh, the best cdmo to to manufacture the drug product so it's a it's a completely different paradigm in terms of cdmo selection where a few years ago it was you know who's who's got capacity we'll take you know absolutely all, all comers Three years ago, the-, the supply chain was the main risk factor how to access the lipid how to manufacture the mrna the supply chain of the drug substance, the supply chain uh, of the excipient were probably the, the main risk factor. Today, it's it's really, uh, I, I think, to, to access to the, the, the best CDMO that integrate everything, but it's not the access to the, to the raw material. That's really, um, uh, the, the risk factor is purely linked, I would say, to the capacity of the CDMO and the company, Combined Therapeutics, to work together and 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 they risk the execution of the program. Yeah. Any specific um, attributes of a CDMO that Combined uh, looked or looks for to, to make sure they're checking those boxes? Yeah, we... we, we, we so currently... Uh, we, we we are discussing with uh, with a uh, uh, few CDMO because we have started the, the process of of done selection, and I think uh, uh, of co- one of the the the, the main challenge is to um, integrate a CDMO that may be able to achieve everything from the manufacturing of the mRNA to putting your vaccine in a vial mm-hmm. and, and controlling everything, I would say, from A to Z with, of course, the capacity to de-risk if something happened during, during that process. Yeah, very good. Instead of working with two, three, four different CDMO. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, is so, pro and, there is pro and cons for the two organizations. What was that? There is pro and cons oh. for the two approaches. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know uh, I know you're short on time, Dr. Meikle. I'm yeah, thankful for the time that, that you gave us. Uh, super, super nice talking with you. We'd love to have you back when we have a little bit more time to dig into some of this stuff. Um, but but thank you. Thanks for joining us and sharing the update on, on Combined. Thank you, Matt. Have a nice day. You too. So that's 
That's Combined Therapeutics co-founder, president, CEO, and director, Dr. Romain McColl. I'm Matt Pillard. This is the Business of Biotech. We're produced by Bioprocess Online and Life Science Connect with support from Cytiva, which offers a deep trove of resources for new and emerging biotechs at Cytiva.com backslash emerging biotech. Check that out. Check us out at bioprocessonline.com where you can subscribe to the podcast and its newsletter. In the meantime, thanks for listening.